Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. It's Mark here with Ryan. Ryan, uh, round 20, the end is upon us. Yes, uh, the end is nigh. We've got to finals in a week's time and, I mean, only half my team is red dot, so I'd have to say I'm flying, really. <laughs> yeah, mate, we got, uh, just for something different, we got uh, Crisis Week this week. Uh, mm. I know we haven't had one of those for about two weeks, so we're... Uh, we're on for it. I'm looking at a sea of red dots at the moment. Actually, I've got 17 green ones, so I'm all right. But, mate, uh, there's, a, there's a few big problems uh, uh, on the team list as we go through it. I reckon we just plug straight into it. We'll plow through the teams and we'll get to the uh, all-important listener questions, which is my, uh, you know, the focus for, for, the, for our shows. You know, we didn't even bother with it last week. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to give the, the people, people what they want. Yeah, they demanded it back. Mate, well, you know, obviously, uh, after we did such a good job of recommending players last week, they uh, yeah. they couldn't get enough of it. Between Damien Cook, you know, Payne Haas getting the hundreds, we got, uh, you know, and the first man here that I'm the first name I'm reading, Tedesco, sounds like he's back into form here. You yeah, know, he's, that's pretty, he silenced the said. doubters. Yeah, <laughs> he's back, mate. Yeah, no, I mean, it felt it feels like uh, half the league got hundreds last week. Yeah, mate. Well, 88 was a, a small score this week. So, but, uh, you know, Teddy's back with an 88 and anyone that doesn't have him. Um, although I, I was surprised to see he's over 30% ownership. I, I figured he would be less than that. But, um, I mean, obviously the Roosters have been decimated by injuries now. But, I mean, really, they, they lose two guys and bring in Josh Morris and Adam Kieran, who arguably could be better than the two that they lost. So, I mean, it's not uh, it's not crisis station. Sam Verrills, did he play eighty minutes with the uh, two injuries as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got through eighty. I yeah, mean, nice. All right. So play played as a generous word. He was definitely on the field. Yep. All right. And um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of guys who who got through amount of work though, mate, it's uh it's time for Victor Radley. I think three dates. You're finally in. Mate, well, I was in. I was in before the first one, so man, I'm, I, he didn't even need to take me out to dinner. I would have just jumped straight into bed. But you know, we've had three dates now. Um, I'm seriously looking at him as a replacement for Sean Johnson, mm. uh, which will free up a little bit of cash for my last remaining trade if I happen to need that trade for something, which I'm assuming I will. Uh, it'll give me a little bit of breathing room in terms of my salary cap. Yeah, so, no. um, I mean, uh, Radley, mate, what do you think? Would you be recommending him to people or you still don't trust it? No, no. I, I mean, look, I, I think he'd be a great 18th man. Like if, if you, for 530K, you could do a lot worse. As long as, like if you're not relying on him every single week, he would be like even great to go in a loop slot. Because um, like mm. we, we, I think we've seen now, like he, this his tackle counts are, are way up. And uh, I think like since the the crackdown sort of finished, tackles counts are starting to go back up a little bit more. But um, yep. yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's as long as those base stats keep where they are, there's no reason why he can't be a, a very solid loop option for the run home. Mate, yeah, and that's it. You know, you got a forward who plays big minutes, forty tackles and hundred meters every week with with a uh, you know flashes of attacking play every single time. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, and his role seems to be pretty secure. Like they're not, they don't seem to be wanting to move him around the formation too much. They got Lamb on the bench there, so they're not planning on using him at hooker. They'd need sort of two injuries in the back line for that to happen. So, mate, I'm uh, I'm all aboard. I'm I'm strongly considering that move this week there to uh, mm. to avoid having to play Brian Kelly. Mm. Uh, but um, 
mate, outside of that, I mean, Angus ended up out in the centres and it was panic stations for a while there, but he uh, he dispatched of the defensive players pretty easily and managed to um, to put up a good score of 60s anyway, although it does sort of worry me a little bit that the first injury change was him out to the centres. Yeah, that is a little concerning, I suppose, but um, like especially when they had like Lock and Lamb on the bench and it took another took another centre injury for him to actually get out there. Um, mm. Yeah, Well, he went I to centre and then Tupanua went to centre and then Lamb came on as the third choice centre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like obviously as long as he stays in the second row, uh, he's, he's a keeper. I, it just probably removes him as a, like a safe captaincy option, I guess, when you've yeah. got that looming well, over that, your head. Well, that's what I sort of wanted to highlight because, I mean, we got guys like Damien Cook, Reed Marnie, Payne Haas, Cherry Evans, Jerome Hughes, all these guys, I couldn't see anything that would make me want to put the C on Crichton knowing that that's the way they're going uh, mm. and just because they do have a couple of tough schedule, you know, changes coming up at the moment. He's a good good option to have. Obviously, you won't bench him or anything like that, but I certainly don't trust him ending up in the centres and scoring 35 or something like that. Yeah, uh, sure. On the other side of the um, ball, no Mitch Moses. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's a, that's a rough one for owners, especially when Arthur was, you know, talking it up that he was going to be back potentially this week. Well, I kind of rather him not play the Thursday night game and have a full extra week and a bit rest. I mean, I'm like, I'm fine with it. I mean, obviously, if you're short on players, if you had Johnson and Moses and you're relying on guys in your 17, it's a little bit of a problem. They don't play until next Friday and against the, the Rabbitohs, so maybe they wanted him 100% fresh for that, which would make sense. Uh, yeah, quite but, awesome. um, I mean, it's good for... The other options in the team, they're carrying Will Smith on the bench. So, I mean, it's good for Reed. It's good for Papali, E and Madison and Nathan Brown. So, it's really the fantasy-relevant options there, isn't it? Yeah. Those are the, the ones, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, where'd Papali go last week? Did he? He's, 66, yeah, he got a, yeah. yeah, 66. Not bad. Yeah, he did. He have an early rest. Or, or, I can't remember. I'm sorry, off the top of my head. Do you know? I'm pretty sure he played eighty from memory. Yeah, uh, I could, okay, I could cool. be wrong, but I'll have a quick look. I know he was score, scoring really, really well, and then sort of slowed down a bit. And Madison ended up catching up yeah. to him. I remember he was out in front for ages. So, so my yeah. uh, NRL fantasy app's doing something weird, and it's not uh, bringing up the game the the per, per player profiles when I click on the players, which is really helpful when I'm trying to look at stats and stuff. So. Might have to do it on my phone so that it actually works. But, yeah, he did play uh, last week. Yeah, great. All right. And then, yeah, obviously, uh, near Corey's out. Cardi's in, which is negligible, if not good, for uh, those guys as well. So, West Tigers versus Warriors. Uh, yeah, mate, yeah. Uh, For the Tigers, Dewey looks to be a pretty popular option. I mean, I had somebody send through a... A topic, and we might cover this scene as we flagged both of these plays. Uh, was a uh, Teddy or Dewey for final wing fullback? What are your thoughts about skipping Tedesco to go the pod route of Dewey? Oh, mate, I, I don't know how many times, like, how many times do I have to say this on this podcast? I just, uh, I prefer to be tiger free. Um, I'm enjoying life. I've been tiger free for almost two months, or probably nearly three months at this stage, and it's it's a great time. And then, you know, as you highlighted last week, you think Teddy's back, and he came comes out and. Blitz is a 88-point trialist, trialist 88. Um, I mean, I, I'd just rather go for the proven pedigree. Like, we've seen this this year where these, you know, these guys, uh, 
uh, where people flash. opt for these pot op- yeah, these flash in the pan pot options, and then they end up blowing up in your face. Um, like like Dewey, I, I've got no doubts. He's a very good attacking player. He's not getting the base stats he was. Um, you know, so, sorry, the kick meters he was getting during his first stint at five eight. So. Um, like we spoke about this last week, he's, he's going to be relying on those attacking stats. And the like, the Tigers do have a very soft run home. Um, so look, I, I don't, I don't hate it. Like he could uh, potentially keep this up, but at the same time, you've always got to be looking over your shoulder at Madge, who's fighting for his job. He could end up back at center next week. You never know. Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, I think the combination seems to be working, even though they haven't been playing that well. It's kind of. I think that's his long-term spot, and they probably need to stop shifting him. So mm. maybe they've just decided that that's what's going to happen. He's got three scores in a row over 60-something, so he's clearly doing something right. And, um, I mean, they've got 12 back. And um, Mbai goes into the centres with uh, Cheekham coming onto the bench, which is kind of a negligible fantasy play. Garner's uh, out, and they've got Sean Bloor there on the edge, which uh, <laughs> it's only taken until he is impossible to be a buy to, to pop up there. I'd like to see something from him so maybe he can push for a start next year, though. Yeah, hopefully, and hopefully he doesn't uh, <laughs> ruin his price too much, like keep his average <laughs> somewhat uh, somewhat low to keep his you know price viable for next year if he does get the start. But, I mean, look, if, you, if you're if you in need of a green dot cash out, he, he could be the one. Um yeah. yeah, and he's well, not his price going anywhere either. No, I mean, he's got an average of 13, uh, and that's across maybe six or seven starts. So uh, it's like six or seven games, I mean, not starts, as in physical starts. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to ruin his price too much, but I'd like to see a couple of 40s from him or something, and then to win his spot would be mm-hmm. would be ideal. Uh, Warriors side of the ball, RTS is gone. He's no longer an NRL player. And uh, yeah. Peter Hickey comes into the sixth jersey, which you have to imagine is good for Sean O'Sullivan with Cody Nicarima actually ending up at 14. You have to imagine they've realised that Jazz is not a hooker. Uh, I mean, it interestingly opens up Jazz as an option now as a as a, a forward option guy, do you think? Or? Yeah. Maybe. Like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm surprised to see him not starting. Um yeah, because I mean, like this, this is on and have him play the balance of the game or something, you know. Yeah, potentially, because I mean, this is a very, very weak uh, Warriors forward pack. Um, good lord, they've yeah, they've really been decimated. Because um, I mean, what lodges out one week, I think uh, Fanua Blake, he could be back a little bit sooner than expected. Um, obviously, we know Tohu's not coming back anytime soon. You'd have to think Curran's going to play a fair amount of minutes and. I mean, none of these other forwards are big minute guys other than Jazz. So, I mean, it could no, be those well, two. Well, Bunty's not. Kane Evans isn't. Mm. Um, Jermaine or Brown. Yeah, maybe I might even look at something like Sean Johnson down to Jazz. So I know I've either got one of Jazz or Fanua Blake available to play. Mm. And that'll give me almost 100K to spend on my last trade. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So there's a couple of options there. Obviously, Jazz is an interesting one. There's a, It's fraught with risk and danger, though. So. <laughs> yeah, Ratley's Ratley's definitely the safer one. Him end up, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up at prop on game day. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I mean possibly. I mean maybe maybe they want to go with like some of these impact guys, like you know mm. Murdoch Masilla for like twenty minutes, and then Jazz comes on after that. Yeah, well, I mean that's true, and that allows him to play the rest of the game. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Uh, fantasy wise, it's really Reese Walsh, and that's it, though, isn't it? 
yeah, you don't really want to be taking a punt on anyone else. You'd have to think Walsh is probably going to be continuing some kick meters, though, with Hiku at 5'8 mm. and O'Sullivan there. Yep. yep. Continues to be a pretty good option. I mean, if it, if you've got a wing fullback getting flogged and scoring 32, that's usually a pretty good sign. So mm. uh, he'll he'll be a perfect one to maybe put in your, in your loophole slot this week, though. Yeah, for sure, um, especially with this like just absolutely decimated forward pack. You think he's, it might be struggling mm. for for uh, for space if he was playing anyone other than the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, he, he do it all himself. Mm. Uh, mate, the the Friday night game, Broncos versus Cowboys, which uh, obviously hasn't both of these teams had a fall from grace on what this would have been billed as a couple of years ago. Oh, um Mate, uh, obviously stories out in the news testing you, maybe not at the club, but fantasy-wise that shouldn't really impact too much. The big story here is obviously Tyson Gamble still scoring really well and Payne Haas, uh, trialist 100 and something. Yeah, just incredible. Another trialist 100. Um, it's just par for the course almost this year now. Um, you know, we've got Albert Kelly lurking down there at 20. Uh, you'd have to think he pushes Brody Croft out though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I can't see him taking too much from Tyson Gamble. I'd see him more more if it's going to be anyone that would be Croft. Uh, mm. Although maybe he just won't come back. Who knows? That, that halves pairing's been working relatively well. Uh, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can expect. But they had a pretty good game. They almost beat Penrith. Not that Penrith are very good at the moment. But um, you have to imagine Haas against the Cowboys is a genuine, you know, top-end captaincy option. Yeah, I mean, especially with... Uh... Flegler gone now too. Like that's another uh, forward that was soaking minutes. I mean, I'd be surprised if Haas is playing less than sixty-five. I think he played what seventy mm. last week, didn't he? Seventy-two. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah it's I, beautiful. I, I, I reckon I might even put the C on him this week. Yeah, I've, I've currently got it on him. Now. I mean, especially now that uh, we'll get. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I mean, sixty-minute for feeder nowadays. <laughs> oh, mate, that doesn't stop him. Feed no, it doesn't. He doesn't need to play eighty. Uh, mate, on the other side of the ball, Tom Lolo had a predictably low week last week against the Storm. He does it every single time he plays the Storm. Nobody was shocked, uh, aside from the people that don't listen to this podcast. So, mate, uh, it's all systems go for Tom Lolo end of the year, though, now. So when I projected him at his mid-50s, that was including this game against the Storm, where I figured I actually said to you 39, didn't I? Yeah, you so did. That, I don't think I was too far off. I was only uh, a couple of missed tackles off. So, um, yeah, no, 150 metres is still pretty good and 25 tackles. He just looked a bit, you know, the store, the game just didn't really suit at all. The, the Cowboys were playing sort of a specific way against the Storm, which seemed to work. But you have to imagine this, the strategy is not going to be the same for the Broncos, whose strength is actually their outside backs, really, mm. and the weakness. It'd have to be through the middle other than Haas. So you have to imagine that Tom Lolo is going to be coming straight through the front door this week. Um, and I actually think he... Is a potential captaincy option if you didn't own Payne Haas. Yeah. I mean, look, the Broncos' middle is quite weak, isn't it, outside of Haas? So, I mean, you yeah, have to think they're just going to be running it up the middle, just use them as an absolute battering ram. Because mm. the Cowboys, not that they have a lot of strengths at the moment, but if they do have one, it's their play through the middle of the field. Francis Molo, McLean, Tamalolo with uh, the best fullback in the world, Jake Granville <laughs> up the back there. Uh Obviously, Dearden also had a poor game last week, which is predictable against the Storm. Um, and he becomes, you know, he they've got a pretty soft schedule the rest of the year as well. But I probably would just be going for Tom Lolo. That's it at this point. Um, actually, one guy we didn't talk about, 
I mean, the Broncos have a pretty nice rest of season schedule now. It's Tony Staggs. I know we've been asked a couple of questions about him. Uh, so Broncos are going into a fixture of Cowboys, Knights, Weekend Roosters, Warriors, Sharks, and Knights again, which you have to imagine is one of the softer schedules rest of season. Uh, is it? Are we having a dabble on Stags at forty? A trial is forty-eight against the Panthers is pretty good. Eight tackle busts. Yeah. Oh, look, no, I think it's time to go diving into Stags. I mean, we've seen what now with three straight forty scores in a row, and with this upcoming mm. schedule, like, I mean, if uh, if Burton wasn't named in the halves this week, I'd I'd almost be considering trading him to Stags. Um, he, mm. he seems like a keeper center. He doesn't seem like he's lost much. He he's still. The busting tackles for fun and outside Tyson Gamble, who seems to be the dominant half over Croft, he's going to see a lot of ball. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd love to. If I was in the market for a center, he'd be towards the top of my list. Uh, Dragons versus Rabbitohs. So Dragons are resting through their suspension cycle. Uh, Jack Bird this week is big fantasy relevant option there. Uh, and what's going on with this forward pack? What's going on with this entire 17? <laughs> Oh, it's not very good. Call me Norman in the centres might be some uh, some greenius there. He might have put the word into him for 2022 State of Origin to play Corey Norman in the centres. But, um, mate, uh, I guess the other big fantasy news here is Andrew McCulloch played 54 minutes or something like that. Oh, mate. (laughs) Yeah. I I traded him to Damien Cook last week and everyone was like, oh, that's a bit sideways. (laughs) What are are your absolute master strokes, that one? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I think McCulloch's a firm sell now with Clune on the bench there if he's going to be only playing 55 minutes. Um, I mean, he was already sort of like on the border of like, is this guy actually a keeper currently, you know, playing 80? But now that you've got to worry about Clune over your shoulder, I think I'll be moving him on this week. Yeah, no, me too. Um, all I would have if I still owned him, but, you know, because I've got such a big brain, I sold him last week. Uh, to Damien Cook, his counterpart, who actually managed to put up a hundred and something, and and look like that might be a, a low score for a little while. There, he was just going absolutely mental, uh, setting up tries like it was going out of fashion. They basically just took the middle apart last week, and and they uh, they did it. I mean, the worry for him this week, and why I probably would consider not putting him as a captaincy option, would be the uh, the dragons might not be making him do a lot of defensive work and also no Cameron Murray. Uh, so he plays a lot of the back of Cameron Murray. I definitely think he's a great option. I would buy him this week, but I don't know if I would captain him over someone like a Haas. Yeah. Um, and like, it seemed like to be a specific game plan against the Warriors to just tear apart their middle. Um I mean, look, it doesn't. It, the Dragons obviously don't have uh, the best middle at the moment with a lot, a lot of their forwards um, out suspended this week. Yeah, but man, oh, this Rabbitoh side—they should be feasting against the against this Dragon side, shouldn't they? Like, honestly, they should be putting up mm. another fifty-point score. Yeah, well, yeah. There's 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 no score line that you that would surprise me in this game. Uh, obviously, it's good news for anyone that looking at Latrell. Still something someone was saying, you know, um, yeah, I think it was a super coach one where they were saying like Latrell was looking da- really dangerous and some of the other options weren't looking that good. And I was like, oh, that's why NRL Fantasy's got better scoring because the bloody Latrell's, to me, he's, he's well below someone that I'd be looking at at the moment. I know he's averaging 51. He got 67 last week. But, you know, you just, you know, you got to take that ceiling of the guys like Teddy and that sort of stuff. I wouldn't be mucking around. Although Cody Walker is presenting an interesting option here. I see they've named Reynolds, but 
I sure I saw NRL physio putting out that he had a hamstring injury and was going to be out sort of two weeks or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I know that Bennett said after the game last week that he, he did have like a minor hamstring strain and that's why he, he didn't play the full game. Um, mm. But, I mean, who knows with Bennett? He's, he's never <laughs> he's never honest with the media, is he? He loves to uh, play games. Um, you have to imagine it's Taff coming into half and one of those backs of either Tane Milne or Braden Burns coming onto the bench. Yeah, you'd assume so. I mean, that does seem like the, the obvious one, but, I mean, who knows with Bennett. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, calling yeah, that. That's, that's going to happen. Are you thinking about taking a, a punt on Cody Walker? Oh, I mean, I was thinking about it uh, as my Sean Johnson replacement, but they've got a couple of tough games later on, so I reckon I'm going to roll with somebody a little bit more, either cheap or good, not neither. Mm. So uh, from this team, it's pretty much for me, it's Gagai plugging along in the centers that I wish he'd score some tries uh, and Cookie is looking like an absolute monster. So if you don't have him, feel free to jump on him now before it's too late. Uh, Knights versus Raiders. Kalen Ponga, who was fresh and rested to come back, except for the sternum injury that the Knights didn't tell anybody about. Uh, he put up 41, though, which really, considering that they didn't actually play that well, you can't be too upset with it. I mean, I was upset with it, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, but, uh, mate, Bradman Best returns. Yes, your um, man. For for about 55 minutes until he gets injured again, I'm assuming. <laughs> But, um, mate, this bench is looking pretty good for our boy Braley as well, who has returned. Uh, and he's actually looking like an interesting option. Uh, even, you know, like, say, a Johnson replacement coming in back off his uh, 58 with 58 tackles. Uh, <laughs> um, but they've got a really, obviously, a really soft schedule. We've highlighted Raiders, Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, Broncos again. Um, yeah, Pierce is lurking down there in the 20s. I have a feeling he's going to play mm. uh, this week and obviously just push Crossland straight out. And, I, I, um, I, th- I think that's just uh, before we move on from Jaden Braley, I think the thing to uh, be said about this schedule, not only is it obviously soft, so there is opportunity for attacking stats there, but like teams like the Broncos, Cronulla, Canterbury, like they play a lot through the middle. Um, mm. So, I mean, there could be a lot of opportunity for tackles there. Yeah, well, there's no team there that really strikes me as being particularly sideways. No, uh, except even maybe Canberra, the Titans. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I I would be actually strongly considering taking him over a guy like Radley this week, mm. uh, even just because of the the high floor. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Be one of <laughs> take a take a take a two hundred and fifty k profit on him and buy him back or two hundred k profit and buy him back again. <laughs> just you absolute masterstroke with Braley and McCulloch this year. You t- like you, you're just. Oh mate, that's it's about the only thing I've done right all year. Yeah. But you yeah, was you beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful, uh, mate. Outside of that, both Frizzell and Barnett had pretty lackluster kind of games for, from memory. I think oh, Frizzell was all right. He got fifty six. Did he? Yeah, he got fifty six. And Barnett got forty nine. I guess that's all right. All right, play on. Never mind. Uh, and uh, obviously, your boy Watto. Oh, absolutely geez. ham as well. So uh, anyone yeah. that's still got him uh, probably made a mistake until they didn't make a mistake, which is, mm. you know, he uh, got 69 points in about as many minutes last week and, and looks like an absolute weapon. So, yeah, I mean, would you uh, be that soft would schedule? You, he could be anything. Would you consider buying him back? Mm-mm. 
I just don't no. want to work. Not, not worth the risk. No, I, lo- I love it. But yeah, no, I mean, I um, the short answer is I can't afford him. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> if I was going at a six forty three, I'd probably spend the extra little bit of cash and go to Damien Cook or something like that. I think just feel a little bit safer about his role. Uh, but outside of that, on the so it's really just the back, you know, the 9, 11, 12, 13 in Ponga. I mean, Ponga still strikes me as somebody I would buy this week even. I got him last week, breaking the 78. Obviously no rush, but you have to imagine that extra week's going to do him good with that sternum and he should be uh, ready to roll against this Raiders team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd really like to see Pierce in the side. I mean, if, if that is the case, mm. if Pierce is back, then, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely consider Ponga. All systems go. Uh, mate, uh, on the other side of the ball here, Raiders, Rapana, 100-plus score at fullback, which is funny because we were all saying that we weren't sure he was going to be fit enough and all this sort of stuff. But, yeah, absolutely. Blitzed up with 102. Mm. And um, this uh, rotation of having Tomoko on the bench looks to be all right, really, because this, uh, I mean, it's not like the Raiders forwards can't handle the minutes either. No, yeah, and and I guess uh, we should also also point out that Bailey is lurking there, at number twenty. So just in case anyone's mm. thinking about buying Rapana this week, he may end up back on the wing. I mean, that's not awful. He's still a decent scorer, but he just you might not get another hundred out of him. Um, no, but but yeah, Even I mean, if he's that fullback, I don't think you're getting another hundred out of him just quietly. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, who in this side are you buying? I guess like I mean, a lot of people have Harrower and I already. I don't think. You'd be buying him at seven hundred and twenty k. What about Hudson Young at lock? At lock, um, so yeah. played the full eighty, sixty five points. Week before that, played the full eighty, ninety two, thirty nine. So he's coming off a discount. He scored really well in the games where he's played big minutes. He obviously looks like he can handle it. Mm. Uh, they had an injury to Papali. You have to think the plan's not for going to be for him to play eighty. Uh, but he does represent an interesting option, although you think at that point you're just going down to Radley and, and banking the money, aren't you? Yeah, and then, you know, you don't have to – I mean, well, at least with Radley, I think the best thing you can say about Radley is you don't have to worry about him playing less than 65 minutes every week, you know? like. Mm. The only thing you've got to worry about Radley is if he's going to take someone's head off and oh, get mate, suspended. Hudson Young's just as likely to do oh, that yeah. as Radley, oh, though. Yeah, but he's not going to take someone's head off. He's going to gouge your eye out. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously, uh, you know, Josh Hodgson's still uh, doing doing stuff now that nobody's uh, – well, nobody's got him. So thanks for that, Josh. Uh, mate, the, uh, have you ever seen a team that's in second on the ladder be more rank outsiders than the Storm versus Panthers game? Oh, mate, this uh, Panthers side, it's just a shell of its former self, isn't it? It's uh... – Five dollars fifty and a dollar fifteen first versus second is just absolutely absurd, isn't it? Oh, um, God. Gamble responsibly, everybody, obviously. <laughs> but um, uh, mate, uh, obviously they're missing Isaiah Yo, Nathan Cleary. Uh, who else are they missing? Basically, Top everybody. Yeah. They've, been, they've even resorted to playing Birdo in the halves. They're so short. Uh, <laughs> so they're um, and they're coming up against a, a storm side that. Did not have a good game against the Cowboys, and I can think that that only means bad things for Penrith. Yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, I like that they've got their uh, third string halfback in Matt Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean the fifth string, mate. Yeah, 
Yeah. There must be a couple of injured players. I'm surprised they haven't got Dylan Edwards in the halves with <laughs> Stephen Crichton at fullback and playing Jamin Salmon or something like that. Or, how is it Paul Momorowski can't even get a Guernsey at the moment? Yeah, though. I know. What's he done? He can't, he can't get a game over Robert Jennings? Oh, gosh. Bloody hell. I just don't understand it. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's past being my problem because I sold him so long ago now. It feels like last year. Uh, but, uh, I mean, storm-wise, Hines still doing stuff. Somebody messaged me today and asked me when's the time to sell Hines, and I said when he stops playing fullback. Yeah. Uh, you have to imagine the first move here in this storm tide as well is Remus Smith to the wing, Hines to centre, and Pap to the back, if that happens. Um, and ha- that would be why Harry Grant coming onto the bench, you'd have to think. Yeah, I mean, if Harry Grant does end up in the 17, because, um, I mean, last week we saw Hines playing a little bit of hooker with Brandon Smith copping a HIA. Mm. Um, yeah, honestly, like, who knows how this is going to work? Because, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me again to see Pap only playing about 30 minutes or so um, mm. and just really ease him back. But, yeah. Well, Storm should be up by 50 by then, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, as long as Hines is wearing the one jersey, just, I guess just keep on holding. Um, I'll, I'll probably be moving them on in a week or two, but until then, uh, yeah, just keep holding. And geez, Pappenhausen's going to be very cheap next season if this keeps up. Oh yeah, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? Like just yeah. you know leave him there for a couple of weeks, just have have it have the ass fall out of the price, and then you know you got um actually you know what? Maybe I'll just play Kelly this week. Wait for one more week on Pat. And then trade Johnson to Pap and just pray he goes back to fullback. That might be the guy. Ooh. Roll the dice, super pod Pap. Might happen. I don't know. Mm. We'll see how we go. Anyway, uh, that's that's an interesting. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Obviously, if Pap does go back to fullback, he could be an absolute weapon pop, pod monster for the way home. But um, Panthers side of the ball, I probably wouldn't be wanting a bar of anybody in this team at their current price. Yeah, it's sort of sort of just steer clear you know like i guess the only one in this side that's probably got a decent ownership would be matt burton um and if you've got mm-hmm. him you're just holding him I'd, I'd i wouldn't be recommending him to uh, for anyone to buy given that clear he could just no. be around the corner um yeah and he and he's an absolute spud at center so <laughs> yeah oh mate don't i know it i've been trying oh. to tell people that for the last nine weeks and he keeps scoring tries and making me look silly <laughs> it's you're finally coming good yep uh, mate, uh, Bulldogs versus the Titans. Uh, Bulldogs, we see Lachlan Lewis finally out of the team and Kyle Flanagan's back. Um, I saw somebody saying something about uh, Avrilo getting dropped for Lachlan Lewis or something like that, which is I thought I thought that was quite funny. I don't see that happening. Um, the only way I could see that happening is if they dropped Shop or something and put him in the centres. Mm. But, um, yeah, he seems to be there. Long-term halves partner for Birdo for next year, so I can't see him going anywhere. Um, and Luke Thompson should be in the judiciary about now or, or somewhere thereabouts. So we'll find out what happens to him. But, I mean, buy-wise, there's not really anyone in this team I want to be even looking at at the moment. Yeah, it's all sort of just, you know, steer clear. If you've got a Bulldog, just hope they they score well. But, mm. yeah. Well, Jackson's yeah. still scoring pretty well, 59 on the weekend. He's back at lock now with Adam Elliott and Waddell on the edges. But who knows what's going to happen. I did actually buy a bulldog last week. He's not in the twenty-one, but I did buy a bulldog. I got oh, you bought a, a a looper red dot. Yeah, I got my Watson Halada, my uh, red dot looper. Oh yeah, okay, nice. Yep, uh, mate. Uh, speaking of guys who are looping red dots, almost Dave Feeder, obviously benched. <laughs> <laughs> um, no Fogarty though. 
uh, in all seriousness again. So we've got Toby Sexton, who uh, has a horrible haircut and is a quality football player to match. Mm. And, um, I mean, outside of that, it's uh, it's the Dave Fafita off the bench show by the looks of it. I have to imagine that's going to be a late swap again. I don't hate it, if I'm being honest, from a footy perspective. Like someone was saying in our Facebook group today, he gets bashed up in the first 20 minutes. That's the game plan I'd have for him if I was an opposing coach. He comes on after 20 minutes, all the players are gassed, don't have the energy to bash him up, and he just steamrolls them, which is exactly what we saw. They played the Dragons, yeah. And then this week, obviously the Bulldogs aren't going to be much more than the Dragons were. Uh, I don't know if I'd have the C on him just in case he doesn't go mental. I'd probably prefer a Haas, I think. But I certainly wouldn't be trading him. Would you be probably not looking to buy him if you don't have him, though, are you really? Oh, no. Look, honestly, like for 840K, I'd, I'd still be wanting to buy him if I didn't have him. Like, okay. okay. I mean, playing 60 minutes, like we just saw on the weekend what he can do, like 103. Mm. Um, and, and like this isn't something that's out of the realm of possible, like, you know, uh, like out of his sort of wheelhouse. Like we saw after Origin, no. he only played like, what, 30 odd minutes, got a no, sin bit. 65 or something. Yeah, it still managed <laughs> good scores. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. We've, Honestly, um, and he scored what, like twelve tries or something this year. I, mm. I, I, I'd still want him in my side. Um, for okay. Sure. All right, um, mate. I guess the only other real player of note here is uh, Peachy, who seems to be a popular sell option this week. Yeah, I mean, like if you if he's like in your nineteen and you've got him as like an emergency sort of center option, I I, I don't think he's a desperate sell. Um, like I think you could probably use you're probably going to need those trades for something a little bit more uh, urgent down the line. Um, it's kind of but, too cheap to do anything good with now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like who do you move him to, Bradman Best? Like you, you may as well just hold no, your trade. Do, not do that. <laughs> you may as well just hold your trade and like if your main center goes down, get a like oh, another good center. You know. Um, Mm. Yeah, he's. I mean, if he if you're playing him in your 17 every week, then yeah, get rid of him. But yeah, other yeah. than that, I, I think he's you're probably just worth keeping him. What a headache! Oh, not the wrong. problem is he's so good when he's starting that it's really it makes it more of a headache. It's not like he's bad, and it's just emotionally easy to move on. Mm. Yeah, it's just a whole brook just screwing you over. Mm. Yeah, he hates it. He hates the fantasy coaches, uh, mate. Speaking of people that hate fantasy coaches, Sean Johnson. Uh, I am proud to say that you were the one that caused his injury too um, by saying yeah, that he was punishing the sellers this week and then he yep. immediately went down with a hamstring injury. So thank you for that. That's um, two for two. That's two for yeah, two, right? I think I did it to Pat. You did it to Pat, but now I've done it to SJ. We're, yeah, we're flying. Um, we are absolutely we're flying. We're going to stop doing it, mate, because I'm, I'm devastated. I was short on trades. I was hoping I, he was going to carry me through to the end, and now I'm faced with a Sharks team that has absolutely nobody interested in me other than Jesse Ramian, and I don't need a center. <laughs> who's someone else? Uh, who's a pot in my in my head-to-head that I can get injured? Jeez, uh, uh, come on, Tamalolo, punish the sellers. No, I don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, Trindle and Connor Tracy is interesting because somebody's going to be fantasy relevant out of those two, and I have to imagine it's going to be Trindle. Yeah. Uh, his goal kicking and his in-play kicking. Sean Johnson's not coming back anytime soon. It's 328K. I mean, is he the Sharks' soft schedule? Oh, look, um, if 
uh, like if you don't need like that extra hundred k down to a full on cash out, like honestly, I think Trindle's going to be a, a very good like sort of nineteenth, mm. maybe eighteenth man looping option. Um, I'd be surprised. I remember if one he... of the boys in our league. I think it was Pico a couple of years ago. He had like George Jennings, and he bought him like at two hundred twenty eight k on the wing for Parramatta, and he just kept scoring tries and ended up at like five fifty, and he was playing him in his seventeen in the last couple of weeks because he had all injuries, and he actually. <laughs> like did really, really well. And I think that's what's going to happen. Just, that's how like in guys that have got a job that, you know, are going to st- – because if the first thing that's going to happen here is if Moylan comes back, Tracy's going to drop out, not Trindle. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting one. Outside of that, obviously, it's not a lot happening there. So, No, um, yeah. And then Manly, it's really the Turbo and DCE show, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they just keep – Putting up scores, don't they? Uh, my my man uh, Giuseppe Morgan Harper got a hat trick. Put up at like oh, a ninety odd. Yeah, I saw odd. that. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Yeah, and um, Olakwatu retains his spot on the edge there with Siren and finally named on the bench there. So um, the boys on uh, Talking League will be happy about that. Yeah, geez. I mean, it's not. It's not been so- holding him since round four or something. <laughs> I mean, it's not surprising. It's it's not surprising that uh, you know Sirian's off the bench. He hasn't played footy in about five months. Yeah, he'd be so gassed he wouldn't be able to do it. But um, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, you have to imagine he's going to come on for Olakuatu. Olakuatu might spend some time in the middle. Who knows? Uh, they got so many options there. I just I can't bring myself to do anybody that's not the one or the seven. So and I I unfortunately don't have DC and I cannot get him in. So. I'm just going to have to um, suffer through that, I think. Uh, but, mate, I reckon we just plug into some uh, some questions, hey? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So who would be your top three centre targets if you were looking to move Peachy on? So Ooh. I guess from the guys that we spoke about to today, Stags and um, Ramian's probably the two for me. Yeah, um, I mean, like even like I, th- I still think Dane Gagai is a good option. He's just at the absolute peak of his price at the moment, I think. Um, but I mean, he does have a very soft matchup this week. Yeah, outside of that, uh, oh god, like if you if you need to go down, um, you know, Bradman Best is there, but you got a bloody don't do it to yourself. Getting injured every week. If um, you want a loophole red dot, get Bradman Best. <laughs> you can get Morgan Harper, four hundred eighty k. Uh, but I, I, re- I, I really think, think if if you're asking for the best three, I think that implies that money's not an option. True. Okay. Um, best three, absolutely top three centers. I'm going to go Ramian, Stags, and uh, Gagai, and then a little asterisk next to Avarillo, depending on uh, what his kick meters are subject like. To, and his, yeah, subject to kick yeah, meters. The, the top price center at the moment's Manu, and that's in a bit of a sore spot for me because he absolutely ruined me. For head to head this week, mm. but um, mate, my number one would be Stags. I think uh, I think he's got the ceiling and the floor, and um, yeah, I, I kind of wish that I had him and not Gagai at the moment. Not that Gagai's doing poorly. I just really enjoy watching Stags play. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that would be uh, that, uh, that. I wouldn't go any away from any of those two. I think if you're going, f- yeah, I don't know one of those, any one of those three, I, I'd be happy with. I think so. Um, we covered, uh, Dewey and, uh, Teddy. Um, so we got three trades left and 400 K in the bank and holding SJ and Fenua Blake. 
Do I trade this week or wait one to two weeks and use both to get Cleary? Um, you'd probably still be a bit short of cash there unless you got – oh, you got 400 in the bank. Yeah, okay. If I don't trade this week, I'll have 17, including playing Dearden and Verrills. Um, if I do trade this week, should I just trade Fanua Blake or just trade SJ? Um, I would just trade SJ if you only want to use mm. one. Yeah, I mean, if you're really desperate to get Cleary back in, you could even do like Johnson down to Trindle. So you've got that bank there. You're going to get a guy who's probably going to score 40-plus most weeks. Yeah, um, I like that actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. And you could do that. You could go, so yeah, so SJ down to Trindle or Sean Bloor, depending on positionally what you need. Um, you might even then be able to use Fenua Blake as a loophole option this week with an early playing guy, so it have to be Verrills. Um, you could even loop Verrills and Dearden, but I think Dearden's a safe play against the Broncos, so yeah, I'd probably consider doing that and then looping Verrills might be the the way that I recommend that you go. Um, yeah. And then obviously uh, if Cleary's back next week and Fenua Blake's still out, you can pull the trigger on that and um, you'll be... The only team, aside from uh, Ben Kirkham's team, that's got Cleary at that point. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun for you. Uh, two trades left, head, left head-to-head focus uh, being used to trade SJ. Um, do I hold the other trade or upgrade McCulloch to Cook? I'm sitting sixth in my league with a chance of dropping out of the eight if I don't win one of the next two matches. Um, honestly, I think Macca to Cook is probably worth doing. Um, mm-hmm. like if Mac is only playing 50 to 60 minutes, like I, I, I think he'll struggle to average 40. Yeah. So number one, before I agree with Ryan, I would just like to say slap whoever your commissioner is for having finals playing in round 25 because <laughs> that is a horrible idea and the grand final is going to be full of red dots and it's going to be a piece of shit. So just uh, slap them and don't let them be the commissioner next week. Um, and then secondly, I agree with Ryan. Definitely I'd pull the trigger on Cook. Um, is there any chance at all Ryan and I will have different teams come at dead finals? <laughs> probably not. Is that Belent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably not. you copying his trades after he says them on the podcast and then you yeah. bloody copy them. He's bloody... Sure. We, we've, uh, mate, we're actually like cloning each other's teams. Like we played each other last week. We only had about three pods, and this week we're both looking at bringing in Frizzell, and I'm thinking about bringing mm. in Jerome Hughes. We're actually going to have no pods. <laughs> yeah, well, that's only bad if you have to play each other all the time, I guess. So. But I mean, on the plus side, though, we get to see each other every week at the uh, Jerome Hughes fan club meeting, Balance. So you know, you'll you'll be you'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, with head-to-head finals, oh, that's my that's my thing on our post. Um, <laughs> who's the better option, Stags, Rapana, or Gagai? I think we both agree it's probably Stags. Yeah, I, I think Stags. Would you get Latrell, or is the duel of Rapana and Gagai too important? Ooh, jeez. Um, I guess it depends if you're playing them in your seventeen. Like, it really depends on individual circumstance. Like, if if uh, you've got enough trades and you've got cover, then I think Latrell's a better, better option. Otherwise, um, the dual position of Gagai is, is very, you know, mm. you know very uh, useful. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah. Latrell's certainly a better every week scorer if you want to go that way. Um, I feel like his uh, floor is lower potentially, but his ceiling might be higher. So mm. I'll probably go that way. 
Um, all right. Which trade um, with oh with SST back this week is Radley still a possible buy? Three game average, sixty one over seventy minutes. Well, I'm the president and CEO of the Radley fan club, so I'll let you answer that. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, yeah, I, I do think Radley's still a buy. Um, like this Roosters forward pack, like it's it's still not. Uh, you know, it doesn't run too deep, honestly. Like with um, with the rest of that bench there. Uh, I have a hard time seeing Radley playing less than 60 minutes. Um, obviously, I don't think he's going to be playing 80 minutes like he did last week. There was just a lot of injuries involved that you know got him to that point. But uh, over the past, like even before this week, right? So the past four of the last, uh, sorry, three of his last four games, he's played over 70 minutes. Um, obviously, a couple of those were before the suspension. But uh, that sort of seems to be his role. He's a 70-minute sort of lock forward. Mm. Yeah, no, and he, he's kind of one of their main playmakers now with, uh, obviously, Kiri gone, Walker carrying a little bit of an injury. He's uh, he's a vital cog in their attack, and I don't uh, I don't see the Roosters wanting to have him spend too much time off the field at all. Mm. Which trade option is better this week, Hines to Papali'i or Sean Johnson to SJ? Wait, what? Sean Johnson to SJ? Uh, Sean Johnson to, oh, sorry, to Dewey. Oh, um. I mean, I'd always lean towards trading out the guy that isn't playing over the one that's still starting and scoring all right. Mm. So I don't guess... really like either of those trades. Is that? Yeah. Can I say that? <laughs> Is that my? Can I make that my answer? Yeah, I mean, like, um, like SJ is not the obvious trade out, but I mean, I can understand why you don't want Dewey. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely be trading SJ. I mean, if you don't specifically need a half. I would definitely be looking at other positions. Can um, I, I mean, can, can I throw out a smoky half um, mm-hmm. that only piqued my attention because I saw our man James Shepard in the Facebook group was bringing him in and it got me looking at him. Um, Drew Hutchinson. So in his 80-minute starts this year, he's averaging 54 and he's got a three-round average of 59 priced at 482K yeah. currently. So just to you know, throw that out there as a little smoky, if you, if because um, I mean there aren't a lot of whole, there aren't very many good half options around that price that SJ is. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted if you wanted to bank, you know, 140k, I think there are worse options than Hutchinson. Yeah, I'd almost be inclined to maybe not actually. No, forget I said that. I was going to tell everyone that I thought drink water was better than Dewey, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> I'd look. I'd honestly. I don't. I'd consider having a look at Dearden instead of uh, either of those guys. But I mean, I like Hutchinson. I, I think that's an interesting option there. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you don't need a half, I'd consider going like SJ to. Well, you're going Hines to Papali'i, so I have to imagine you you don't need a half. Mm. Uh, in which case, I'd probably roll. I'd go SJ to Radley. I think. Um, yeah. That gives you some money to do something with Hines later on. Uh, if you need to. Is DCE a must-buy at all costs? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call him a must-buy. He's obviously a top three half option once Cleary's fit. Like, you'd have to think him, Cleary, and Hughes, as long as you've got two of those, um, I think you're good. If you can have all three, obviously, that's ideal. But um, I, I think it's a must-have to have at least two of those three. 
but yeah, had to have mm. finals. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't have any of them, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> I don't think I'm making head-to-head finals in our regular big big cash league that I'm in because I've been absolutely pasted the last couple of weeks by guys going absolute ham. So you know, yeah. unfortunately, within my other cash league, uh, my other head-to-head league that I'm not paying too much attention to, I'm coming second in. So <laughs> <laughs> go figure. The consolation. Uh, yeah, uh, mate, um, Tedesco or Munster to bring in one? Ooh, um, that's an interesting question. I'd probably lean uh, Tedesco. Just that, I, I don't know, like Munster hasn't been overly impressive. Like he hasn't been scoring poorly. He just hasn't been overly like impressive. And it doesn't seem like he's the main man anymore. Like he's not, like he's, you know, like Hughes is sort of doing a lot more and Munster's almost like mm. a complimentary piece to Hughes currently. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. honestly, I wouldn't even need to think about this. It'd be Munster for me all day. I'd be Hughes for me. I'm uh, not Hugh. <laughs> <sighs> You're right, It'd be mate. Tedesco for me all day. Um, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just think, um, you know, Tedesco is a 60 plus average rest of season, and Munster will be lucky to average 55. I, I feel, uh, like for all the reasons that you said. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, uh, I think I'd just be rolling that way. Um, there was one other comment here that I really, really liked. I see uh, James Roberts is in trouble for a COVID breach since we started recording. Oh, good. Mm, good turkey. Go. Yeah, he's been photographed out on his balcony when they were told uh, not to go out on the balcony, which seems to me to be not that big of a breach, but, um, you know, they were sort of specifically told not to do that. So, I mean, you know. I don't. I just don't understand how somebody can be paid so much money to do a job, and they just want you to stay at home, and just, they're not interested in it. They're just like, oh no, the rules don't apply to me. You know, I'm I'm special. I don't need to to do what I'm told. I can do whatever I want. You know, like yeah. do you see, <laughs> I'm I'm straying off into territory while I'm scrolling for a specific post here. By the way, but um. Did you see Roy Asatasi was at that bloody <laughs> march and they're stripping him of his Rabbitohs membership or something like that too? Oh, God. Yeah. Silly, silly, silly stuff. I can't this, find uh, this bloody... What are you looking for? The, um, the post. Oh, here we are. No, I found him. Uh, Captain Choice this week. So what's the decision-making process and how are we going to pick our captains this week? Oh, it's simple, mate. Just pick the bloke that's going to score a trial as trial 100. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm just going for sort of the guy I, I know I can trust and looking at matchup. Um, you know, like if if we knew Fafita was playing 80, he'd not be the obvious choice playing the Bulldogs. But given that what we know now, that he's not an 80-minute player, I don't think you can put it on him. And Haas, no. just with his his floor, going up, a, going up against a Cowboys side that, honestly, he should be getting some good tackle busts and... Uh, both these sides like to play up the middle. You'd have to think that he's going to be taken on Tamalolo too. Uh, I really like Haas this week, personally. Both of those two elite halves you, you mentioned earlier are captaincy options as well. Mm. You know, Hughes versus the the hapless Panthers. And um, I can't believe I'm saying that. That's funny. And, um, you know, DCE against this uh, Sharkies team that's depleted and, and basically doesn't have a a full-time half there now. So, uh, but I mean, I'd still think, I think Haas is the way to go. Uh, I, I couldn't, not that I, uh, like, I mean, I don't own 
Hughes or DCE, so it makes the decision really easily for me. I mean, if you didn't have either of those players, I, I mean, and you, you said I, I refuse to captain Haas. I mean, Tom Malola is an option. Damien Cook's an option. Um, Fafita is still an option, but not a very exciting one. Oh, mate, after what Rapana did to the Eels last week, I'd be half tempted to put it on Teddy. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean... Even like a guy like uh, like Papa Lee, I, I think it could be a solid option. Like he'd be going up against who? Tupanua, I think this week. Um, mm. You know, like there's there's going to be opportunity there. What? Because uh, Sam Walker, he defends on the right, so I mean, he'd be going up against Sam Walker oh, too, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So, Papa Lee. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That could be the yeah, one. Yeah, I like he'd, that. He'd, he'd be throwing Walker just into a different dimension. I really like that. Yeah, so ultimately when you're picking a captain, for me, the two questions are floor, ceiling, uh, mm. and then uh, how often are they hitting that? You know, like uh, if you hit a guy who's, you know, like what we spoke about last week, your uh, Barnett versus Frizzell debate where, you know, Frizzell has an 80 or a 45, whereas Barnett has a, you know, a 49, 50, but more often than not it's 55 to 65. Mm. I used to be the 55-65 guy, but I'm kind of leaning more towards just playing the playing the ceiling yeah, this well, year. This year, um, yeah, I'm the same. This year, I'm opting for the ceiling guys at more so than the you know safe 50 to 55. It seems those guys just aren't uh, aren't worth as much when when your teams are scoring 1400. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 1457 or was the top score this week? Wasn't it? Something, yeah, something like, that? like that. Something like that. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. Absurd stuff. So, yeah, no, I think, um, I think, yeah, combination floor and ceilings, kind of the first choice, and then yeah, regularity and and matchups, obviously, but matchups play into that floor and ceiling as well. The rotations and reliability of that. So, probably the thing that would scare me is sometimes he only plays fifty five minutes, and sometimes mm. he plays eighty. Mm. Um, whereas Haas, you know that he's going to play sixty five minutes. You know, Tom Malola, you know he's going to play fifty five to sixty minutes. Uh, yeah. Barring injuries, I know I know people would be scared off Tom Lolo. Like, that's the same thing with Fafida. Like you know, if the Titans get out to a lead, he might not come on till you know ten minutes to go in the first half. You know, he's only got fifty minutes. Not that that would stop him, but you know, it's a uh, it's a worry. Um, yeah, like something for me as well that goes into like my equation um, when picking a captain as a head to head player is I generally tend to opt for guys that my opponent already has. So like if like say for instance this week my opponent has Haas but he doesn't have Papali'i so I I tend more towards Haas because if I was to put it on Papali'i and you know he only scores a forty five like I can cop that once it but to cop it, it yeah exactly to cop it twice it's a little bit um yeah it sort of doubles down on a, on a guy you already have okay. interesting yeah no I I think that's it so yeah no definitely um yeah definitely I hope that answers the question or I reckon that's a probably a good um. Good cross section of uh, of questions for the week, Ryan. What uh, do you have anything you want to chat about that we missed? Or um, I mean, we've got a uh, got a little bit of a fantasy league uh, side hustle going, don't we? Oh yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, we were trying to work out what we're going to do in the off season because um, I don't know if any of our many of our listeners follow the American football, but their season lines up almost perfectly with ours. So uh, their first week of the year, 
is the first week of our NRL finals, not head to head finals, like the actual finals. And they play all the way through to about when the preseason games start in there's about a two-week lull in February, which is literally the worst two weeks of the entire year, and I have no idea what to do with myself in those two weeks because the cricket's all finished, there's no football on, and, and you know, that's when I get all my really good fantasy stuff done because I'm not distracted by actual actual football happening. Um, but, um, yeah, no, so we're doing a uh, American Football Fantasy League at the moment where we're actually uh, midway through the draft uh, and we got a couple of guys from the uh, Super Coach world taking on a couple of guys from the NRL fantasy world. So, mate, who we got? We got the, I mean, the headline act who we'd say is the NRL physio. Yeah, we got the physio. Yeah, mate, he's been he's been in the DMs all day. He's just dra- drafted. Uh, well, he's actually coming up to pick now. He's got Fitz Magic in his in his team. Uh, you know, he's making some discerning. Uh, Selections avoiding players with recent injuries, which is not surprising. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, no, so we're doing that. We got a couple of boys from the uh, the Super Coach podcast there, and uh, Byron from OTL. We got uh, Andy from Talking Lee. We got the Eighteenth Man NRL Fantasy podcast. So yeah, definitely jump on to our Twitter. We put a little bit of stuff on Facebook, but the Super Coach guys seem to be really into the Twitter. So you know, we put a bit of it on Twitter. Uh, and uh, so jump on and 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 throw some uh, trash talk and chat at them. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll have to do a listener league too, won't we? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna put. Uh, I reckon I'm gonna put one of the interns in charge of that. Um, yeah. So we'll uh, obviously we'll be in the league, uh, but um, we might put them in charge of organising it. So. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a couple of pretty exciting uh, things happening, and we'll uh, we'll obviously try to keep. I know I know all your uh, your boyfriends and girlfriends and partners want to actually have some time with you over the six months. There's no NRL on, but um, you know we all know that your secret passion is, is spending time with Ryan and I. So we'll uh, we'll try to give you things to do so we uh, we're not bored. But uh, yeah, definitely recommend following the the American football if you are looking for something to do. It's uh, I always said, you remember me a couple of years ago, Ryan, oh, that sport sucks, uh, it takes four hours, blah, blah, blah. And then now I get up at 3 a.m. on Monday mornings and, and I finally, Yeah, I finally converted you and brought you over. Yep. I, uh, I, I probably spend an equal or greater amount of time listening to American football podcasts than I do listening to Australian football podcasts. Uh, and I have way more things on Twitter about American football just on my personal one rather than the fantasy amateurs one. Uh, and it's uh, it's a very good time filler. They do a draft format in that fantasy more than um, like an overall because there's so many options of players. Um, like, you know, what have we got, 12 teams of 15 and we're not even scratching the surface of, of options there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, – Strongly recommend checking it out. Jump on our Facebook or Twitter or whatever and let us know if you want to be part of the listener leagues and we'll uh, we'll uh, have a chat in the off-season and uh, try to avoid spending time with our significant others. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> don't, don't say that. I think Lucy listens to us. No, no, come on. She doesn't know about football, mate. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks very much for tuning in, guys. We'll... Uh, We'll uh, talk to you over the weekend and uh, hopefully bring you some uh, some good advice last week. Hit us up on the uh, the private messages if you want some other uh, questions answered through the week, though. Yeah, I'll be in there giving out uh, 
advice. I don't know. I don't want to call it good, but I'll be giving advice. <laughs> you will definitely be making recommendations. Yes. Yeah. Love you guys.